0: Have been for me to go to golf course. Thank you. i have never said he wasn't a great politician.
1: I'm just saying he's a s off. <laughs> How'd
0: you play out there today?
2: Uh, well, I found the conditions challenging. Mostly, because there's no grass on the golf course. But there never has been.
1: I'm thinking about the swag bag, and I hump yeah. the swag bag.
2: Tra- when you got three crevices on the green, your course is trash. What's happening folks? Welcome back. Episode 8, Beltway Golfer Alex Dixon here. These weeks are flying by, not gonna lie. Um it's a little bit of work, maybe more than I thought it was to try to churn these out, but I'm enjoying every minute of it. And this week got another fun one. Buddy Christensen, the owner and proprietor of Golfdom out in Tyson's Corner. Uh, invited uh, me out and we sat down in the back of the store in one of the fitting studios in the Callaway fitting studio and chatted about all sorts of stuff. I got to hear uh, more about just all the different offerings and and everything that goes on within the store, but also the the history of the business and how Buddy went from an employee to to taking over as as the owner of the store and um, how Golfton was originally one of the Washington Golf Centers and more about the original family that's um, you know uh, got an interesting backstory uh, to how they started everything and um, you know we went into how they've dealt with um, 2020 and the coronavirus and how they kind of got through that stretch and a lot of his thoughts on just the state of the industry and 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 what he thinks um, you know the retail industry and golf looks like going forward so I enjoyed it a lot. He was, he was gracious enough to sit down with me for, it was over 50 minutes, I edited a little bit of out, but um, you know, it was, it was really cool and I hope everybody else uh, enjoys it as much as I did, um, but here you go. Uh, Buddy Christensen, episode eight, Golfdom. Enjoy. All
0: right, we're here at uh, Golfdom with Buddy Christensen. How are you? Good, how, how are you good. doing? I'm doing awesome. Uh, so let, let's start at the, at the beginning. So you are the proprietor
1: and owner of Golf. I am, yes. I've uh, purchased it uh, in 2014, so uh, six going on seven years, but I started working in 1987 as a high school uh, junior, so I've been around for a
0: lot. For folks that have never been to, to Galtham what is it? Like what, what, yeah, obviously, you're we're a golf store, we're a cover golf store. But tell us a little bit about what what you offer, what why people come
1: here. We're a golf specialty store, um, and you know we like to have uh, we do have a decor of a, a nice pro shop. So when you walk in, um, it's it's a pro shop feeling uh, environment, but it's it's large, it's bigger than than a pro shop would would typically be. Um, And we offered a whole spectrum of of golf products i mean uh, one of the things that sets us apart uh, is apparel Um, it it has since we opened up in this location um, kind of sets us apart from the typical uh, golf retailer Um, but but across the spectrum we've got obviously clubs we've got uh, four high-tech fitting bays um, with uh, co-sponsored with TaylorMade. Callaway, Titleist, Ping, going across the uh, the back of the store, um, as well as you know, the shoe department, and, and we do a lot of uh, outerwear, and then uh, a lot of accessories and apparel, uh, outlier products, belts, and a lot of pants and some things like that. There's not a lot in the world of golf that you can't get taken care of here at Golf. No, we try to. Be able to just do everything that has to do with golf and even maybe a little bit outside golf. Yeah. So uh,
0: obviously clubs, obviously different golf gear, apparel. Uh you hit on the hitting bays in the studios, which which I want to get more into a little bit later on. Um, but yeah, I've had clubs regripped here. Um you obviously do fittings. We do fittings.
1: Um, yeah, club club repair is a big part of, of what we do. Um I've got four uh, very very uh, capable uh, club builders uh, uh, repair uh, capability guys um, one full time uh, person that does that but but we're doing so much right now and, and to be able to do that on the fly is great um, but, but for some of the brands and, and more now than a few years ago um, we're able to fit and then build so I can get components from a handful of companies it started with pxg um and, and every piece of pxg we fit and built and and sold to the customer that we've sold so um titleists just started selling us components and there's you know a handful of other calories been doing it for a while and so we're able to do that as well got it and so that's that's primarily for fitting a golfer that comes in and wants some very specific things from those brands correct that's for a a uh person that needs more than just an off-the-shelf type of uh, set, Um, and and more than just a little tweak off of that, because I would say 80% of the clubs we sell have some sort of tweak off of just an off-the-shelf set. Do you have any, I mean, without specific
0: numbers, do you you know, like, what percentage of, like, what percentage of golfers coming in here at Ballpark are getting, like, that level of uh, specification, uh, specific components fitted to a specific brand versus just buying off the shelf?
1: Um, I would say in our environment, there there were more um, slanted towards that type. Um, now that's not everyone. I would say off ballpark, I would say 25% get very technical in where they end up. Um, I would say the next 50% Get pretty technical. Something in there that that makes it a little bit differently, and then maybe fifteen to twenty five percent are just I just need this, and this is going to work. I'm average height. I'm, I'm yeah. you know playing once every two months, and give me what I need. Yeah, I think I fall somewhere in that middle bracket. But I I set out
0: irons here, uh, got them fitted for. Um, uh, I think I got them like an extra half inch or something uh-huh. like that on the length, and got. Uh, Got some for some new shafts, but uh, beyond that, didn't didn't get too too overly technical. Yeah, and that's
1: I mean that's that's helpful from coming from a, a just a stock set, obviously. Right. Um, but yeah, you can dial it in even more if you really want to have the desire to. Uh, it's not all just about ability, um, but but that plays into it as well. Got
0: it. Um, so so you're you're the owner of the business. How, how big's your staff? Uh, we get 20, 20 full time. One full time people and so you touched on it earlier you became the owner what, in 2014 2014 um so obviously we're going to talk a lot more about the, the, the business today but i want to i want to jump into the, the history of, of gotham a little bit mm-hmm. um so gotham started as one of
1: the washington golf centers correct right? so uh joe chang was our founder uh and he he opened up in 1982 um, as part of the Washington Golf Center chain, and it was maybe four or five stores. Sherlington uh, was the big store. Sherlington uh, was like the, one of the last ones still open. Right? It was the last one, I believe. Um, yes, that only closed in 2010. Right. Yeah, oh, that yeah. Ago. Wow. Yeah. Seems um, like, yeah, sure. yeah. So he he. Started that he was he to go back on him he was in the restaurant business um, and owned several steakhouses and it's even a wilder story about where he came from nothing and, and built himself up to this restaurant uh, business and and uh, when he was in his late thirties he had a stroke and so he realized it's just too much hustle bustle I need to take a step back so I believe he was going to get into the wallpaper business so that's how. We're just doing something different. It wasn't like a, a completely planned thing. And uh and his his kids who are all good friends of mine um said that they had this meeting, they're going in the wallpaper business. Weeks later, days later, sometime later, he comes home and says, Wait, we're getting in the golf business. So literally it was down to you know just a hasty okay this is where we're going to go we see this opportunity so he he became part of the washington golf center uh group and uh the washington golf center group. So they were
0: like you said five six seven locations they were all owned by different
1: yeah uh charlie che was was the owner of maybe a few of them and then they were they were blood relatives and I, i'm i've got pretty good knowledge of all this some of this might be a little bit but it, they were uh, you know, one a sister of, of Charlotte was married to someone else and yeah, he sure. owned one store. So um, Mr. Chang didn't have any uh, blood relatives as part of the group but was part of the group. So um, he started in 82 at, at a, I believe it was about a 5,000 square foot store and over the next uh, 15 years he expanded it twice. Um, knocked out a wall, took the next one over, knocked out another wall, took the next one over. So it was up to... That was here in this location? No, that was over in, uh, off of Spring Hill Road. Okay. And uh, I believe it was about 7,500 square feet to 10,000 square feet, something like that in the end, um, at at its biggest size. So uh, in the early 90s, he bought this land, which was the car wash, Finnegan's car wash at the time, and, and these were just some trees behind the car wash uh, with the plan to build this. Just bought the car wash to get to this land and didn't realize how great the car wash business was, certainly at that time, um, and so so that's Champion's car wash. That's still here? That's still here. Right on? Right on Route 7. So we're connected, so the, the family owns this this property, um, the car wash and, and the store, Property and and it's called Champion Car Wash because Joe Chang's nickname was the Champion. So um, anyway, he in the early '90s he bought this land and built this building. Um, you know, through mid in the mid '90s in 1997 we moved over here. And when we moved here, were you working? I was or working. So I started my junior year in high school um, in the old building. Um, it went through one expansion while i was in college so i would work my my summer and winter breaks which was great because you, you caught the, the golf season when i got back from school and then i caught the christmas rush um, so it was nice i i uh really enjoyed that and went from you know stocking stuff when i was 17 years old to just to, you know working as cash register to selling and and i really enjoyed selling um and so in 93 i graduated and and, uh and he bought this land so this was part of the plan which attracted me to stay with the company and uh, in 97 we moved here and we changed the name slightly to tyson washington golf and part of that was he was starting to separate from the group not fully but a little bit and so we weren't washington golf center and, and it was a little bit messy in terms of gift certificates we we weren't sharing at one point and, um and then eventually in ninety seven, ninety eight, 98 it, it was getting to be too much and we said we've got to come up with another name and uh and i remember we had a, a marketing person uh working with us and, and he had one of the ads said uh, best selection in all of golf and it was just and, and uh, Gotham the kingdom was a big book at the time so um we were trying to come up with a name and, and i'm like that Gotham thing was pretty cool that it was in there. i didn't like it at first but so i would ask friends of mine uh what do you think of Gotham and, and almost everyone would say that's that's terrible and they'd call me back the next day and they're like you know what i was thinking about that That Gotham sounds kind of cool That's nice sounds different it. so um So eventually we we changed the name to Gotham in 99 Um, and they went from there. Um, And recently, Joe Chang uh, unfortunately uh, passed away. Yeah, Joe passed away. He uh, sold the business in 2009 to his son Young, uh, who was a very close friend of mine. And and I basically ran the business for Young. uh, Joe was uh, diagnosed with cancer somewhere in that time after 2009. So he built all of this, retires, gets ready to enjoy the rest of his life, and finds out this news. And, and um, you know, Young and I were talking, and, and he, he it, that was kind of the beginning of me purchasing the business because he said, "Look, this is not really my passion. I know it's your passion. Let's look at how we can do this." Um, so it took us a while, and, and it was a cool process. And again, I'm, I'm, I feel like part of their family and their family and me. Um, but uh, we we worked through that whole thing. But but all all the while, uh, Mr. Chang was going through his treatments, and, and you know, doing quite well at times, and not so well at other times. And uh, and so it, it's been a difficult run for him. But but it felt like things were, were okay. And, uh, and it took a quick turn for the worst right before Father's Day, and
0: he passed away, so. Well, certainly, my, my condolences to, uh, obviously, you're really close to the family. Um, one of the reasons I, I even brought it up um, was in, after the news of his passing, um, I saw you mentioned or, or make reference to it um, on social media and saw the, the m- kind of memorial setup you have in the, in, the, in the lobby of your golf company. But the same day, I saw his other son post about it on social media. And his other son is, is quite well-known. He has several million
1: followers on social media. He's the celebrity chef. David Chan. Yep. Yeah, no, David, uh, like I said, it, it, so the oldest son, June, was with our business. All of them have worked in the business as we were growing up. And, and uh, the, the oldest um, is, is Esther, who's actually about my age she was a year ahead of me in school and then june was was the oldest son uh, and he was the one i played uh high school golf against and kind of the connection i made to even start working here okay. um and then young was a year younger and then seven years younger is david so David oh, was that always, much younger oh wow. a, a lot younger um but and, and he won a virginia state uh championship when he was I think it was nine and under. So he was eight or nine years old and it was maybe even nine holes back then. So yeah. he was in the golf. Right. Um, and this was this was maybe right before I started working or, or maybe you know, around that time. So so I saw David grow up from from when he was eight or nine until he was, you know, through high school and, and he, he would work here and some of his breaks he, he didn't enjoy working here at all. And you could tell he was um, very um, he's a passionate person and you can see he's, he's gonna he's got the fire to go do something yeah. what that's gonna be we don't know yeah. and you know mr. Chang coming from the restaurant side um, I think there's something there you know and he kind of brought all that together and, and um, I mean he, he actually I'm sure you've read but he, he went to school and, and got out of school and even plan on getting into that side of the business he was looking at maybe an office job and was miserable doing that. And then he goes back to culinary school. And and I just remember uh, when he first opened the first restaurant and they were struggling, he was getting a little bit of, of media play, but it wasn't doing all that well. And then all of a sudden it just starts taking off. and. and it's amazing what, what he's done. Yeah, he, he's built an, an empire.
0: Um, if you did, if you, I'm sure most folks listening know who he is, but if you don't, just look up look up David Chang and Momofuku and, and yeah. his whole empire. But I'll also encourage, um, David Chang has his own podcast that probably has um, you know, a million X number of listeners compared to this one. Uh, but he, he did a really kind of um, interesting and touching episode just a few weeks ago. Kind of a memoriam of his father and talk a lot about their complicated relationship as it pertained to golf,
1: yeah. No, and I think, um, I, I listened to that and, and it, it's, um, you know, I lived that it this was back, you know, 25 years ago. And, um, still is a family business, but but truly they worked. I saw this family work together, and, and you know, the dynamics can be interesting, um, when you're. At work together all day and at home together uh, at night um, and and Joe's not an easy person I mean he, he was a uh, he was a hard-nosed you know we're gonna get this done um, type of person and that that you know I I like that I you know can work with that and, and um, but I also know there were times where you know I had problems with that and, and so I could feel what they And that that's just from Sure. You know, a, an employee standpoint, much yeah. less a, a family member. Sure.
0: Um,
1: all right. Well, so now, so now you've been
0: the owner for six years or so. Yeah. Um, so let, let's talk a little bit about present day golf. So we're we're filming this and recording this in the Callaway Performance Center. Yep. Fitting studio, hitting bay.
1: Yeah, the, the Callaway uh, Performance Center. We we opened this in. Uh, I want to say it's been 12 years ago. So this was cutting edge when we first opened it. I think it was the um, seventh one in the country. Oh. Um, and actually, uh, the uh, technology up there was C-Pass, which was Callaway's proprietary uh, technology. And one thing we battled for for a while was you know TrackMan becomes the thing, and it's, it's excellent, and, and we have four of them. Um, but the CPAS unit was was really really good back then indoors. TrackMan wasn't as, as good indoors, um, and I'm going back five six years, and my fitters were like this 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 stuff's awesome. But the consumer expects TrackMan. They just they don't believe that this is uh, better than what they are. So so we struggle with that for for a while that. You know, you get a name and that, but that's not exactly what we need here.
0: How does that how does work? <clears throat> so you touched on this earlier,
1: So you have these different
0: studios are different brands. Like this is Callaway, yeah. correct. And what was what the ones you have So for?
1: Titleist, um, so, so we had, we, we built the Callaway one. Um, it, it, it's been, it's gone gangbusters for years. It's been a staple of what we did and it's, you know, it's the center of our store in the back, right? Um, so obviously some of the other vendors look at this and say, well, we would like to, to participate and, and have a fitting center. Like so, are you only fitting club, Callaway clubs in the studio? Yeah, so uh, originally that would have been the plan, or that was the plan, and that's what we did. Um, that's changed over time. We'll, fit, we'll, we'll make sure that if you're getting fit in here, the Callaway represented in this, in this fit. Um, and we do that with the tailor-made room and the Titleist room as well. Uh, and, and Ping, but it, it's um, it's morphed into more of a. I mean, they're 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 represented. Uh, we have tons of their demos uh, available. Um, all kinds of extra fitting uh, capability within each of their brands, so it, it allows more of that. So it's not specifically you walk in here because you want Callaway, or in there because you want Titleist. We can fit for some other things, but uh, but. The idea is that we've got everything around it. And are these primarily used just for fittings? Are, are there other lessons as well or not? So uh, we typically, it's just fitting going on in here. I've had um, PTA pros that have worked for me um, and we have them uh, giving lessons in here. Um, John Eisman's worked uh, winters in here when he, he didn't have the capability that he does now. So that, that won't happen in this last year. The weather was so great. Uh, he didn't really come in but uh, in previous years he'd come in set up and, and give his lessons to his customer and my customers and uh, so we have that capability um we, during this time of year during the middle of summer it's we're, we're just Packed with with fittings, so I don't yeah. really have the room to do that. But in the winter time, it's it's
0: uh, an opportunity. Are there options for you know someone coming off the street that wants to take a few swings with a new club that they're considering buying? You, do you really have to you have to set up a fitting appointment. Or no, is there no, we've
1: got bays that we offer. Um, you know, either a quick fit. Um, you know, if you want to just try some some different products, we have that as well. It's not okay. all just. Uh, hate this because this is the
0: largest independently owned and most well-known um, golf store in the region probably by far right
1: yeah probably <laughs> by far there's not many of us uh, out there anymore uh I should and- have said this earlier
0: I mean talking you that like why why did this succeed in the other Washington golf centers you think
1: not you know there's all kinds of reasons why I'm, I'm sure I I this, this vision, when I bought it in 2014, we were in the midst of, as an industry, a really, really tough time. So I bought it knowing what I was getting into, and two years later, I'm like, mm, I kind of knew what I was getting into, but wow, this is, this is difficult. Because 14, 15, 16, or really 2012 through 2016, um, it was tough in the golf industry. They were, you know, Drivers were coming out at $399 within within six months they were two ninety nine. Within another three months they were $1.99. And and you know, I didn't realize this until we started living that that the consumers thought we were paying what we were paying and selling it for $3.99 and $2.99 and, $1.99. and the manufacturers were helping us come down. So it wasn't like we were making all this money at $399 and then uh, coming down from there. There used to be I'd go on trips with the vendors, and there'd be 50 of us mm-hmm. in, in our boat. And then there were 40 of us, and then there were 30 of us. Now it's down to about a handful of guys. Of, yeah. and, they're, and they're, you know, Carl's Golf Land in and, and Michigan, uh, Dolphin Ski up in, in the Northeast, uh, New York Golf Center. It, it, I'm good friends with all of them because, you know, we're kind of in this... World that uh, not many people exist right now in in terms of being independent off course retailers with you know just a few stores and, and there's really not even really that many change you got golf galaxy pga tour superstores and uh, and worldwide golf who, who owns edwin watts and, and a, a variety of of other uh, brands so or store brands so um, so anyway we we survived that time um, part of it. I would say surviving was um, the fact that we had very, very good relationships with the manufacturers and that, that goes back to Joe Chang. He was very in tune with uh, having those relationships and, and that, that's not just uh, having them, it, it's, it's making sure that we're doing the right things for our vendors so that they're doing the right things back for us and, and uh, you know others may not have had that type of relationship and that, that would hurt. Do you think?
0: I mean, obviously, the internet
1: has changed the retail landscape more than anything, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember back in the '90s, uh, uh, sporting goods stores, Sports Authority, and and even Dick's was not that big. It was Sports Authority and maybe a couple others. That was the big worry of of the retailers, uh, golf specialty retailers, and that played itself into being part of it, and that ate up a lot of of. The stores. Um, then the next wave, and it's been a long wave, is is the uh, the internet side. Um, nice thing about that is we can participate in that, you know, as well as uh, as others. Not to the same scale. We don't choose to go to the same scale. Carl's has chosen to go to a, a yeah. large scale on, on that front. Um, but it's there if you really want to go after it. Um, but it's just it's it's part of what we deal with. And when we go back to the pricing uh, standpoint, it, the consistency of the pricing um, is helpful in, in the internet, where it would be wild, wild west, and, and you know one guy's just trying to get rid of something and, and dumps it for 200 bucks, because that's the last one he has, and all of a sudden, that becomes the price for everything across the country, and right. that would be a disaster.
0: And so, on, on that, so the manufacturers, they control the pricing uh, quite a bit.
1: So, yeah, there, there's... It, we're we're able to choose to sell them for what we want to sell them for. Um, there's a lot of legal language and in, in how they do that. Um, I think at the end of the day, it, it's um, providing uh, consistency so that the the consumer is not going to have to go hunt, pack, and find uh, you know where the best deal is. And, and uh, there's ways. I mean, we we honestly believe that. Um, we're servicing our customers to the point where price is not necessarily going to be what it's all about now you've got to be fair on your price you've got to um, you know make sure that everything is is worthwhile for the consumer that's purchasing it but um at the end of the day if they're only thinking about price then we're probably not providing any kind of extra uh incentive for them to buy sure
0: um so i have a couple questions one is um well you, you i i just noticed recently um you guys started kind of a, a used uh refurbished club uh or yeah. equipment operation yeah,
1: kind of in the, in the storage space back there yeah so that's um that's right now kind of a a victim of COVID. um not not a victim but we have the golfsmith when I go through the history and, and 2016, Golfsmith went under, um, and we figured we were gonna see this onslaught of, of more value um, price, uh sales, because they had more of that. We were selling, you know, PHG high end, um, and so we were very, you know, aware that we needed to get to that, and, and then all of a sudden, when the Epic came out, and uh, I guess it was the M1, M2 uh, for TaylorMade, All of a sudden, the normal, normal uh, upscale clubs just took off, yeah. and so we were like just trying to keep up with with that, and so we couldn't get to this this value uh, setup that we really wanted to. And we finally had the time over this last winter, so we built. We we sold all our used equipment on eBay and we what's the, the, what's the name of the ebay store I've it's been on back nine yeah Goffton back nine so um, and we would buy some product for that we buy some off priced product and and, um, and and one of the things in the old store old location we, we had a used club section and there was not a you know access people didn't have access to the internet to go kind of browse and see what that, and you would get you know our best customers come in every week just Pluck through it and see what they could find. It's kind yeah. of a hunt and peck, funner sure. thing to do. Um, the internet's changed that in a big way, and that if you want to, if you lost your your Ping I27 iron, you can go find it now. Yeah. Um, back then, you, you were probably not going to find it, um, but if you did, uh, that would be how you found it. So, so but you're also you, trusting, like, if, you, if I go online on whether it be eBay or Craigslist,
0: I'm buying you know, to try to replace my wedge, I'm trusting that I'm buying from a guy that, that, you know, it's not, correct. he's being honest about it, that he hasn't, you know, know, banged against the side of a
1: wall a million times. Whereas, you know, your story comes from a trusted- Yeah, we we promote the fact that when you're buying on eBay from us, you've got this backbone. We've we've got a real business that we need to um, uphold uh, everything we would do for a consumer coming in the door. So, um, so this back nine, eBay thing's been there all along and and, um, and it's been successful for us, um, but we started getting more and more customers coming in looking, you know, they'd see it on eBay and they'd want to come in here and look at it. So we tried to figure out a way to offer that and what we came up with is we have this section uh, in the back um, that we would sell all our eBay uh, product out of, we knocked the wall out and now it's it's available for consumers to walk through. And we've done a couple other, you know, we had different lighting and, and flooring and some different things. But um, literally we were getting that set up to run on, uh, March, it was the Friday of, uh, the player championship that we were going to have the, the yeah. launch when everything, when everything went down and everything went down that week and literally we're like okay this is we had a soft opening March 1st and and, and it's it's open for consumers a couple of things have happened A um, the traffic is less the foot traffic from, from our consumers is less uh, browse and just kind of Slowly walked through the store, and, and that's, since you reopened after since yeah, we how were, long were you closed? We were closed, uh, so we closed March twenty first, and uh, we were allowed to open with ten customers, and, and we were rolling through March fifteenth. Um, now, rolling in January, February, early March didn't gonna make your year, but we, it was feeling like we were. And my inventory, I said, was the highest we've ever had. Heading into the season, that we you know, Tiger's going to be defending at the Masters, and the weather's been great. We're ready to roll, and then everything came crumbling. So, March 21st, we closed down, um, and we we just kind of we were doing internet sales, we were doing curbside pickup. I had you know four or five of us in here spread uh, across the store. We didn't know you know how this was all playing out, Um, and. Then we we got to five or six guys, and then, then my uh, apparel uh, merchandisers were coming in to help, you know, get the store ready. And we just weren't sure when we were going to do it. And we got midway through April and we realized, you know, May first is kind of a, a new calendar. Let's let's do that for ten customers. So literally had a manager stationed in the in the lobby um, interviewing people as they came in. And uh, if they, you know, the tone was set that you're here to get a pair of shoes, you get your pair of shoes and you get out of here. Just the opposite of what we're used to yeah. doing and what we like to do. But we had to. Yeah. And, and we adhered to making sure that there was 10 customers only in the store and there would be a line outside. It never got too long. Eventually, when it started getting longer, people would wait in the car and we'd have to keep track of, of who's coming in next. Um, and then late May um it switched to half capacity and then ultimately back to full capacity. But at half capacity we could we could operate fully. Um I mean fully in that we, we never get to half capacity in here at our our peakest days. But but back nine, um, literally uh we're, we're also having problems getting product for it because people are dropping off wells
0: yeah, so a lot of, uh, a lot, the
1: traders The, of them the um, w- we're trying to to get more in, um, but even some of the off priced products are selling so quickly everywhere that they're running out. Package sets, uh, box sets are they're just flying off the shelf. Because yeah. so, I'm sure on the, on the one hand you need less foot traffic, but you know a lot of people would
0: talk about how there's a big upswing in golf. It's one of the safest things to do throughout COVID nineteen. So they're spending, they they're buying more clothes than on one. Yeah, and. I,
1: and um, you know we had a, a record-breaking month in june it was it, it, it was crazy and and then july um would actually be our record-breaking month except for the june that we just experienced so um it, it's it's been a wild run so you go from completely and literally i signed the papers to buy the business on march 21st 2014 we rolled it back to march 1st um and i shut the store down on March twenty first, two thousand twenty, a six year anniversary. So, um, there were some weird, you know, times then, and we just weren't sure what was going to happen. And, and we made some things happen in April, um, and then we started doing some business in May, and then we've really been doing business since. So it's, it's just you could have never convinced me that on March. First that we would be where we were on April fifteenth, and on April fifteenth, you could never convince me where we would be on July thirtieth. So um, it's been a pretty wild spring. It's been a it's been a wild run this
0: year. Yeah. You guys also got creative. I saw you did a pretty fun promotion with uh, TJ Ocean.
1: Yeah, yeah. We uh, so when this all went down, um, we've got a, a few of the capital players, a lot of them. Um, are they're big golfers, great guys, just, just down-to-earth um, humans. You know, they're, they're fun guys to talk to. And, and um, when all of this went down, they they, they were, you know, they, their worlds were up in arms and not sure what was going on. But they're like, is there anything we could do to help out? So we came up with this promotion where we said, hey, if you spend with T.J. Oshie, number 77, we'll give you a $100 gift card if you buy it for $77, and the the caveat was it would be good on May 1st, Um, so that would get us some cash flow to get us through the next year, consumers getting a 23% discount at the end, so we started that on March 21st, and then TJ uh, was unbelievable, says, hey, I'll I'll post it on my social media, and when you talk about David Chang's social media versus here right now, I mean, that's That's a lot more about it and so he did a video promoting it he said I'm, i'll sign 100 really cool We did 50 and 50 of the, you know one of them holding the cup up one of them celebrating a goal that was really cool yeah. um, so he really helped help that going so we went march 21st to march 31st and then we extended it um uh for another i think 15 days and and we sold um we sold a ton of them, and it was it was a cool thing. It was it was yeah. a fun thing. I think yeah. you know I, I wrote a little note to TJ to, to thank him, but also uh, it provided you know what we needed at the time from a, a cash flow just mentally yeah. to, that we're about to attack you know zero dollar days. Um, but it, it gave my whole staff kind of an uplifting like okay this is fun this is cool. Also code related, you've been. Um Posting a lot
0: about the, the Big Max push carts. Yeah, is, is that just because they're so popular, or is, it, or is it simply because so many people are doing more walking right now that push carts are flying off the door? Yes and yes.
1: Um, uh, one of the reasons, Big Max. So you know, there, there's a handful of manufacturers of, of carts. Um, you know, Bag Boys, Sun Mountain, Clip Gear. Um, more more than that, but uh, uh, Big Max is one that we have carried along with those others. But it did get to the point where. You, you couldn't get it I remember why uh, is that one so much
0: more or why well it I, so I can get it right now
1: so that's why you know it, it, the cart's excellent um but so a lot of those other brands carts they just can't get them I can't get them so we just got some bag boy nitrons in I'm getting those 12 at a time but Big Max, um and again it goes back to a relationship with um a uh, gentleman who used to run some other companies that I knew way back in the day that he's running this, and we've dabbled in it and, and always thought it, had, they, they was, it was a very good product. Uh, we didn't sell a ton of them, partly because it was the, this mix and people didn't necessarily know the brand. Um, but yeah, over the last 60 days, it's been the one that, that can shift to me. So, March 21st, we closed, so maybe early April, we started seeing this, this push cart craze. Um, and part of it was some places weren't even letting carts go out because they didn't know how that was going to work. Others were letting one rider um, on, on carts so they were running out of carts. So, so people rushed in to buy these, um, a lot of private club people. Um, and, and then that spread out from there and I think people are genuinely enjoying walking and this, this helps from carrying your own bag to, to have a push cart. And I, it's you know we're still selling them, and, and I expect that still to go on through the fall. Interesting. It seems to be the, the hottest product right now. I've got, I got a an old push cart in my
0: garage. Maybe I need to stick it up on eBay. Yeah. You, you know, got to, <laughs> when we this right first went on,
1: our our carts sell. You know, the ones we sell are from two hundred fifty to to four hundred yeah. dollars They were selling click gears for nine hundred dollars on eBay. Um, so I have a question
0: on kind of the the apparel mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm so you know i kind of exist in, in a little bit of the instagram world um tiny tiny niche here um, but in that world there's a lot of these kind of golf startups selling their own like just just you know some a guy in his garage starting a a brand on instagram mm-hmm. and a lot of them have gotten some pretty big followings and, yeah. and they're probably selling a lot of gear um, I've noticed just personally coming in here over the years that on the apparel side you 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 brought in some of the new hip brands that you know the Johnny O's and the Travis Matthews and the uh, Link Souls of the world. Yep. Um, g four yeah um, what what, what are, what's your thoughts kind of on that whole landscape of social media, these upstart brands and how that affects the or everything?
1: yeah, I mean, as far as social media goes, we we dabble in social media. We try to, and, and a lot of our postings have to do with the apparel because you can make some pretty pictures with with the apparel. Um, uh, we try to have some creative ways of doing other things as well. But um, and, no, those, I've got I've been very lucky um, to have an apparel buyer um, who has got a very good eye for these brands, um, and um, she's she's brought in some of these brands that, um, you know, sometimes it'll be us coming to her saying, hey, you should take a look at this, but a lot of times it'll be her that, yeah. that she finds these brands. And, and uh, you know, I, for, as an owner, as a, a controller of the inventory, you know, I, I get nervous sometimes having a little bit into a lot of brands, um, as opposed to, you know, five brands that we have or deeper on all of them. Um, but that all of them have held their weight um, and, and sold through very well. Um, again, based on how well they're being bought, I think is, is a huge part of it. Um, and having someone to service uh, the area, um, we've, we've, you know our, our sales staff has the knowledge to kind of walk you through what these different brands are sure. and how they fit. And, um, so that's important as well.
0: Are there any in particular now that uh, are flying off the shelves, or particularly hotter, hotter versus one or the other?
1: Well, you know, apparel has been the the slowest to get back um, in this this whole. And part of it is, you know, you, you walk in here and you can browse through the store, and again, the mentality of, of browsing. You know, I got my mask here that yep. uh, you know you you you. Uh, I think people are are more comfortable now than they were. 30 days ago, and they were 30 prior to that, but there's still, it's it's not a smooth process all the way through, and um, so, therefore, you know, if you want golf clubs, you get in here, you get golf clubs, but if you want apparel, you kind of got to commit to you, I got to try it on, I got to, and we've got, you know, processes in place of once it's tried on, and um, there's, you know, just different aspects to it, it's it's coming back, it's, um, We've had a good run over the last forty-five days um, with apparel or sixty days, um, but that's been the slowest to come back. So, we yeah. Yeah. because of that, I don't know that we've analyzed so much of yeah. you know who's doing what, where we would normally be doing.
0: Yeah. So, what's the uh, what's the future of Galton? The one location? Have you, have there ever obviously this is this year's probably turned up a lot of things upside down. It's been so crazy, but have, have
1: there ever been thoughts of expansion? Yeah, there's always thoughts. Um, and and some things have been close. Um, we actually had a second store uh, in King of Prussia, uh, Pennsylvania. i was
0: literally playing with a guy yesterday morning in and he mentioned that. Yeah, I don't think that's
2: the
1: same one, but yeah. So that, that that's an interesting story. We we had um, you know our location here. We were looking in Rockville for for years and could not. Find the right location, and then and the, um, agent that we were working with said, "I, I got you Rockville. It's just not Rockville. It's King of Prussia." And so uh, June went up there, and, and they they found the spot. It was in a mall, and it was it was about the same size as our store. It was less deep and longer, um, and we opened that up in 2003. I was dealing with both stores, driving back and forth every week uh, from about. 03 to 06 and then in 06 June had left the business June yeah. came back and bought the store from him Mr. Chang and uh, and he was running it um, from 2006 on so, so we had a three year window where we were connected we were connected by name after that and uh, wow. 2008 market crashes, um, and they got hit really hard up in Philly, and he just yeah. wasn't able to recover and he shut it down. So, so we've had the two stories. We actually looked at the Golf Galaxy location in Rockville. And unbeknownst to us, we were bidding with them on that location um, back in, I think this is mid-2005 to 2010, somewhere near. there. Um, probably two. 2004, because I think they're they're 15 year lease, maybe it was a 10 year lease, but anyway, uh, they, they moved out of that location in Rockville. Uh, but we liked that location, so we, we've looked at some things. Um, Mr. Chang, you know, uh, taught me a lot uh, tons of things, and, and he was always conservative uh, in, in that regard. Um, as far as opening more locations, he he would take advantage of an opportunity if, if it's a real opportunity. But you got to be sure that this this is going to work. Um, so I've always had that mentality, um, and you know I get I get calls, a fair amount of calls on hey we've got a spot for you here or there, and um, it, we just haven't seen the right thing. But I wouldn't I wouldn't put it out out of the picture. Yeah. Completely. Well, you you're clearly doing things the
0: right way. And, it seems to be working uh, two more quick things so so uh, VIG yep very important golfer not right. to be confused with VIP
1: right or big <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah we uh, we started that program gosh early 2000s um, maybe just after we, we started uh, the of a we move for the golf domain but um, that was kind of Loosely based on REI's rebate program, um, and we, we've we've gone through different iterations of it. And the rules slightly change, but but essentially it's a it's a customer loyalty program that we can get a rebate back. And there's you know other uh, benefits to to the program that we've had uh, over the years. But but it's it's a staple of, of who we are and what we do, our, our best customers are our VIGs and, and they look forward to those quarterly rebates and um, it's, that's been a really, really cool program. Excellent. This has been great. I, I am sure
0: um, the folks listening to this or watching this, uh, most people are have certainly shopped here before. Uh, if they haven't and they're in this area, they've at least heard of them If you haven't been here. Uh, come in and you've got literally everything you could possibly want uh, related to game of golf. Um, really appreciate uh, you having me out
1: and coming on you offer and uh, it's been great. Yeah, no, this was fun and uh, fun to kind of reminisce on a little bit on, on yeah. where we are and how we got here and uh, and uh, good luck to you on, on your travels around. I appreciate that. Excellent. Thank you, bud. Thank you. I don't have a good golf game.
0: But I don't really care. I'm a, I'm a regular dude living in DC, and I wanna know about DC-centric golf stuff. If you can tell me something that I don't already know, then that is great for me. I don't want the regular stuff, I want exciting stuff. I want different stuff. I don't want stuff I can't hear elsewhere. But I want it to be about DC golf.